Hello, Thomas. What the hell? Come on. Hello, Thomas. I like it. Okay. I'm very excited, buddy. What's your first story? <clears throat> Can we just talk? Why is it always... Why is it like, oh, what's... I, I'm not... Let's, have, let's get down to business. Small talk. Let's get down to business. Let's not get down to business. All right. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. Typical. <laughs> typical. I don't no. Even know. I just want to sit here and look at you. No. I, that I don't want to okay. do. I made plans to uh, head out to the Grand Canyon in April to do the rim to rim to rim, which I'm very excited about. Who are you going with? Ross Chapman and like six or seven of his folks from his department. Dang. So it will be something. Are you going to go work for his department then too? No. No friends on this department? No. I actually tried to get on his department for a really long time. They didn't want me. So nanner, nanner, boo-boo. Okay. Stick your head in doo-doo. Okay. Edit that out. <laughs> What's wrong with Jesus. that? <laughs> oh, man. What's going on with you? How are your holidays? This is what normal friends do. They talk about things. Pretty low-key. Pretty low-key. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just, just family here. Open some presents. <sighs> cool, man. Just get to the st- <laughs> Get to the story. Florida man arrested following <laughs> argument. <laughs> Florida man arrested following argument about how to clean a cast iron skillet. Ooh. Ain't the first time that's happened in the firehouse and won't be the last. All However, right. in this case, he threatened the guy's life with a, <laughs> with a knife. Allegedly held a six inch blade to another man's throat. Wow. That's how people get killed. Is. Is cleaning a cast iron skillet with soap. You don't want, well, you don't want to lose that seasoning. What's being described as a joke that went too far about how to clean a cast iron skillet has left one Florida firefighter on admin leave. According to court documents, Orlando firefighter Latif Williams held a knife up to his coworker's throat after the crew joked about cleaning the cast iron skillet with dish soap. Orlando firefighter Over Sejas had been cleaning the dishes after a meal with the crew on September 16th when some of the firefighters began joking about the proper way to clean a cast iron skillet. Amidst the jokes, the arrest report stated that the that firefighter Williams said, you don't do that around here, and placed a roughly six-inch blade to Sejas' throat. You want to do That's that. how people get killed, he told Sejas. Williams then released, uh, released Sejas and told him he was joking, noting how he used the dull side of a blade. I don't think that if you put... Whether it's the dull or the sharp side of a knife up against someone's throat, I think that's pretty for serious. It's definitely about a cast iron skillet, by the way. Man, you don't clean that shit with soap. Actually, I do all the time. Well, I don't clean it purposely with soap. It's just like the scrubbers sometimes have it, you know. Yeah, but like what is seasoning, right? Well, you got to put it in the oven and do all <laughs> that's that. That's what right. I'm saying. Nobody's doing that anymore. <laughs> no. They, at, least, at least not here. Well, no, but like, oh, it's, it's seasoned. Oh, is it really? Because it looks like there's a bunch of... Dirty, nasty old food on yeah, your it's like eggs cast iron. crusted on that. So, yeah. And guess what? You know, whatever you cook in there, you're going to put some oil on it anyway. So, yeah. Seasoned. So, <clears throat> I like that one. It's like, oh, I, you know, that grill out there, it's seasoned. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. oh, is it? It looks like shit. You know, the best way to season a grill is uh, leave it on after you cook lunch and forget about it until you realize the next morning when you're going off, it's been on all night. <laughs> Oops. That's never happened. Never. <clears throat> that happened so much in my last department. They put timers on the oh, uh, gas, whatever, on the outside of the buildings. It was brilliant. So, like, how long? You could adjust them? To turn yeah, them yeah. It, was like, it was like a little timer. Probably good. Is that probably a pretty good idea? Yeah. That's one of those things that I think is one of those, like, male myths. 
We were like, ah, oh, well, burn it off. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not uh, burning that off. You're basically in the clean cycle every time you use it. <laughs> yeah. Oven cleaning. Grill cleaning. Grill cleaning. All right. You want me to go? Yeah. Right. You can bring the serious stories that, you know, aren't any uh, fun. I don't know if they're not any fun. I just think they're... It's good to get out there. Thought-provoking. All right. Uh, residents say Detroit firefighters saved no one before leaving home to burn. The basic story of this is there was in Detroit, in the uh, Highland Park neighborhood, they had a multifamily structure fire. And the incident commander made the decision that to pull everybody out because they were losing it. And now the, and this is just, this is what I'm gathering from the journal article, but the person's home or the one of the residents who was inside the multifamily was livid that they were pulling firefighters out. Okay. Okay. And basically Firehouse wrote this article that seems to be kind of like lambasting the Detroit Fire Department, which I find... Who in Firehouse? I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't say Firehouse. It's got to be a, it's an editorial or... Yeah. Or is it just somebody that submitted an article? Oh, uh, it doesn't have anyone's name on it. Dang. Is Firehouse Magazine still around? I mean, I have the... Online? Online version. Mm, okay. I mean... It sounds like there were some people that were arguing, some Detroit firefighters that were arguing about whether they were going to get pulled out or not on, on the front lawn. Mm-hmm. And then a decision was made to, uh, to pull everybody out. Okay. What made this interesting to me was that from what has recently transpired in Colorado and what I assume is going to start to happen is that we're going to start to be in the spotlight when things don't go the way the public thinks they should. And like, how should we respond to that? So can we be held criminally liable? That's your question. Because um, that's what matters. Can we be held criminally liable? I think being held liable by the the general consensus of your town or your stakeholders, however you want to say it. Like, But there's a difference between civil and criminal. Like we're, most districts and municipalities will cover any employee civilly they can't cover you criminally so i guess my uh, the reason i brought this up is that clearly this is now starting to snowball is there any place for public opinion changing our tactics well let me back up i think i think what we're seeing what the problem here is is that you're going to be judged on were you trained on this it seems to be the, the play by lawyers. Did you receive training? And if so, if you didn't perform to that training standard, you can be judged or critiqued or held liable. See, I think we're being judged on outcome, right? So like, let's say that they had, let's say that you have a fire department, they go to a structure fire, they do terribly. And miraculously, the fire goes out for whatever reason, right? They go in and they get dumb luck. And you have another one where they perform perfectly and it just doesn't go right. I think the only reason down. I know, but I think the only way that this really becomes an issue is if a life is lost or severely injured. Right. I don't think that property or the loss of it is going to put somebody in like individuals in a bad spot. It's when it comes to somebody dying. Our, our job is incredibly dynamic when it comes to, the ability to get into a lot of places when we're at a structure fire. Do you think that at some point we'll be held liable for not being able to get in and save someone? You're talking like 
are we talking getting access into just a building like a gate or are you talking getting in a door inside? yes all of it like all these three people that were inside i don't think i don't think you can if there's like let's just talk about access into a a structure or just to get next to a building i don't think so like if you can't get in you can't get in you know that's that's got to be the responsibility of whoever owns that, that barrier right as far as a house that's on fire I mean, we have so many avenues where we can get in. I just don't know if that's ever going to become a... Yeah, but like, let's say that smoke and fire conditions are saying that that is a unsearchable space. So will we... Yeah, so, like from an, out, from an outsider's any, perspective, anything, like, hey, you have, all this, these days. you have all these fa- all this fancy gear. Why can't you get in there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's comical because it's fucking true right now. I know! You know? Yeah. Now, well, you if, got the gear. Get in there. Well, like, oh, technically, this which, says this says that. It, which I think that's there's. I think there is some there's some truth to that, right? You got the gear on. Get your ass in there. But, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, there's time and place. I guess you know <clears throat> circumstances and fire growth and what's inside and construction I, under construction, all that. I think the best thing that we can do as a as a work group is we need to take our training more serious now than we've ever taken it before. If if no other reason, then obviously the tier one reason is that's what we signed up for. Mm-hmm. And that's what the citizens expect out of us. And you want to go home and you want your brothers and sisters to go home in the morning. That is, uh, it's, that is and always will be the tier one reason why training is important. But now there's like the second tier reason where I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like not that doesn't like, motivate you, right? If that doesn't motivate you, like well, if there's a possibility of you going to jail, then you need to start paying people a lot more. True, right? True. Um, you are. I mean, if you're saying that firefighters can go to jail for possibly not saving someone's life in a very stressful and chaotic environment that's unpredictable, then you got to pay them a lot of money. If and then expect a lot out. If you're going to expect a lot, you got to pay a lot. And that, well, that goes vice versa. Money, and the money's, like your life savings is not the same as a life, but you invest your life savings with a banker and he loses it all. Is he going to jail? Like, and he loses it, right. just, you know, doing his job. He didn't take the money for himself, right? Well, firefighter's just doing his job and maybe he just didn't take the risk you thought he should have taken, you know? So he loses all your money. Is he going to jail? No, he's not going to jail. You just, maybe he doesn't have a job. What are your thoughts on EMS? And firefighters having access to malpractice malpractice insurance. insurance. Well, I didn't know you were going there. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, well, I, that's one thing that entered my head is like, should definitely on the EMS side. Yeah, should if doctors can have it, and now we're going to be held to the same standard, but probably a little higher. You can't make mistakes, and and working in the field, there's a lot more unknowns than working in a hospital. So yeah, I mean, probably should on the fire side. So I wouldn't call it. What would, you wouldn't call it malpractice, would you? I, it's like an umbrella operations pile. insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, like I. So you probably need some sort of operational insurance, is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, who's going to pay that? <sighs> Cities. I don't know, man. Right? You should right. Okay, so let's say this, right? Since we're living in crazy town, if I'm the city, I, what I would do is I would set a standard of training and physical fitness and all of the things that would be required for you to get like a good health insurance rate, right? If you're a smoker, you're... Well, let's back up a little bit. If you're going kind of on the same lines, if you're going to get a 
policy for like operational insurance sure. and you're the provider, you would want to make sure, I mean, those would be some prereqs of like, well, they better fucking be in shape. No kidding. Right? I mean. And know what they're doing. Have some sort of competency when it comes to the training. Man, it's hard because I was watching a video the other day and it just talks about, and we've known this for a while, but what do cities do when they have types of calls or the, the, I guess the citizens or the public need help in certain aspects that they have no other department for? Who gets it? We do. Fire. Yeah. Right? doesn't matter what it is. Man, we're spread thin on like the training for that. You know, and oh, yeah. and I think in the past, up until recently, it's been like, okay, well, like they're kind of the best we've got and we can't really have a department for this, but they're willing to go out there and, and give it their best shot and we're okay with that. And maybe now people are expecting like, well, if that's who's coming, they better know what the hell they're doing. They better be the experts. And there's a lot of stuff that we know a lot about, but we're not the experts. And you might, there's going to be varying degrees of that, right? Like if, if you are having a water problem, which is something that we go on all the time and you have three or four 21 year olds show up that have never owned a home, they've never had any experience in the trades and you're expecting the fire department to show up to help you. Or you could call the next day and you get a bunch of 40 and 50 year olds who own rentals and have no problem fixing. Your fire could happen from one day to the next and you could get two completely different crews. Two different outcomes. From whatever, wherever house you're, you know, they're coming from. Yeah, your life two different outcomes could depend on whoever's on shift that day. Sure. That's wild. Because, and this is just my opinion, is because we allow such varying standards of performance on our fire department. Not varying. We just allow a minimum standard. I'm okay with a minimum standard. Well, minimum As long as your minimum standard is really high. Yeah, that's not. That's not a minimum standard. Have high sure standards. Sure it is. You gotta have high standards. Well, no, your minimum standard is you have like high your... standards. And if they don't meet it, they still be okay. If you don't meet a minimum standard, we got problems. That's right. Why but it's okay to raise the floor and don't worry about what the ceiling is. But like you have to raise that base level of what your minimum standard don't is. Don't you raise the floor or don't you raise the standard and then not have then you don't have to worry about the floor. Well, that would be the that would obviously be the best case scenario. But we don't know. live like that. Okay. We we have to have a minimum standard that is very high. Like other people's high standard would be our minimum standard, and I think that would be my goal. Yeah. Is to to not let there be so much variability day to day of who's going to show up to your house. Are they going to be able to find your kid? How many bottles worth of work can they do? Like. We need to bring all of that up to snuff if we want to stand a chance with stuff that's going on like that. You have to pay a lot more if you're going to... I disagree, man. If you're going to hold people, like if if liability on a a fire ground could put you in court and potentially you face jail time, Mm. you're going to have to pay them a lot more. That's fair. Unless unless something... Some statutes written that provides immunity, which probably is not far off, to be honest. I hope so. I mean, because then you're going to get nobody that will do it. Well, I mean, if you mess up, you should be held accountable. But if you follow the rules, 
So miss a victim in a smoky environment? Is that messing up or is that following the rules? See, this you is were trained. He's getting... Hey, from day one, um, it looks like on this training we have here that uh, from day one when you were hired 15 years ago, you practiced searching in a blacked out conditions. Okay. Here's right? where here's where I will push and back. And you, you're trained to find people in these these types of conditions. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree with you, but where our training lacks, and this is coming from someone who is currently training the next generation of firefighters, is we train people to search in concrete buildings with maybe, you know, a few odds and end pieces of furniture that we were able to scrape together, but then you go to an extra structure fire. And it's hoarder conditions, which the majority of our department, most departments have never trained for because it's really expensive to try and get a prop, a hoarder prop constructed that would allow you to train like that. We also have, you know, pretty tight restrictions on how we can do live fire. Mm -hmm. So if someone were to ask me, well, you've been trained professionally to, to search for these things. Uh, no, we haven't. We're doing our we're doing a disservice to our people by training them the way that we are. And this yeah, is coming we can't, from we can't get actual real game reps. No, that's the problem. People don't burn pallets in their house. Like I get it, you can get it hot, but it's so different when you have a bedroom set or ever changing conditions or not not knowing what the inside looks like and everywhere you go. Yeah, like I. I would make an argument that we aren't really doing a good job of training our people. I think we're doing the best job we can. Hundred percent standards in place, but it's probably not. You know, some of the best training I think was a lot of that those NIST tests that came out of like yep. Governor's Island and stuff. If we could do more training like that, yeah, and actually go inside, and that would that would help out. I mean, and, and there's a lot to be learned by just watching that stuff, but yeah. it's hard to do on a, on a local level for sure. That takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of money. I mean, there are companies out there that are, I think do a good job of putting on good search trainings, brothers in battle being one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought this was just interesting based on what has been going on in Colorado and what is soon to be coming to a town near. Oh yeah. So, all right. Firefighter arrested for trying to fight Tennessee fire in different district. <laughs> All right. You're going to have to explain this one to me. <laughs> Jacob Wellbaum had to be physically removed from a house fire more than 30 miles beyond his assigned district. A Nashville firefighter has been arrested for responding to a house fire that was raging beyond the borders of his assigned district. Wellbaum, 31 years old, was in Murfreesboro on the evening of December 18th. 2023 when he made his way to a burning home rutherford county firefighters were already on scene attacking the blaze when Wolbaum approached him oh, so this guy's off duty yeah oh yeah despite his willingness to help him Wolbaum was told by fire officials to step aside move away and according to the local news outlet an arrest affidavit alleges Wolbaum didn't listen and instead unlawfully took the protective gear and breathing apparatus off of rutherford oh county fire God. and rescue truck they allege he then entered the home and began shouting orders at Rutherford County firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> he had to be physically removed from the scene. No one was home when the fire broke out, and he's charged with five counts of reckless endangerment, one count of disorderly conduct. And one count of being a dork. <laughs> he's still working with Nashville Fire Department, but has been placed on alternate duty. 
Oh my gosh. What does he do for Nashville? Does he clean the toilets? Firefighter. All right. <clears throat> you work for Nashville, right? I assume Nashville gets some fires. Great, great town, by the way. Love Nashville. Yeah. Um, and then you're off duty and 30 minutes away, there's a fire. And you're like, I got to go. There's no way they can put this out without me. I'm the man. You're a dork. I need to get in there and tell them how to do this. He might be upgraded to a dweeb. <laughs> dork to dweeb. Yeah, that's way worse. Where does dumbass go on that? Uh, that's actually. Hey, but here you go. I mean, does he have a duty to act? Oh, Jesus, Tom. <laughs> Reaching. Uh, no, no, we you don't. don't. Need to get into this. This is a funny story. And it's I know. Like, I'm sure there's a bunch of firefighters that. I've done stuff like this, but oh, it was pretty... What a nerd. Pretty funny. Uh, okay, buddy, just... I gotta go. They can't it's do like, this It's like me. you call 911 for a car accident, and it's like, you could just report the car accident, but you gotta say, I'm an off-duty firefighter and paramedic, <laughs> and there's a car accident here. No, just just call it in, man. And then just, just keep just go just home, call it in. or do nothing. Call it in, and when they show up, if... Do you guys need me to stick around? Do you need a witness statement? No. I think they, they'll figure it out. Listen, just don't do anything. Well, you... If you're on a rural, rural, rural road, <laughs> Wait, that was hard. If you're on a rural road, rural, rural juror, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and you see someone broke down and like, you know, there's not another car coming for hours. Sure. But if you're on 225 at five o'clock in the afternoon, just keep going. Do you call? No. You know, somebody else is calling. Absolutely. Unless I have skills and abilities that like, if I don't stop, something really bad's going to happen. <clears throat> I will, but otherwise, if I can't affect the outcome, exactly, I don't want to get in the way. Exactly. Okay. Dog stolen from Colorado Fire Station. That's fucked up. It's fucked up, dude. Franktown. So Franktown firefighters say someone stole their dog from their firehouse. Tough. A twelve-week-old border collie was inside a crate inside the fire station. Is there. he the station dog if he's only twelve weeks old? Uh, I'm assuming. I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's this dude's dog that he brought in. Okay, so it's not the station dog. I don't. I don't know. Okay, but um, yeah, he was at the station inside station 183. 183. How do they do station numbers? But yeah, he was inside the station. They go back. Dog's gone. Someone stole what they were doing. What's that? Somebody knew what they were doing. Inside job. You think it's an inside job? In 100%. If anyone knows. Why are you going to a small fire station like that and stealing a dog? That's an inside job. Ex-girlfriend. Could be. Let's come up with a story that's not true. Ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend. Okay, how are they getting in? You are calling 911, and when they respond, you're oh, you sneak of the in? building and sneaking in. Cold-blooded. Yep. All right. Small fire station. They don't have much security, you know? Okay. If someone down in Franktown knows what happens to Tough, let us know. Oh, okay. Sure. I mean, we've been going a while, right? Talk, talk down to me like that? <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to see if you can top this one. Oh. Miami-Dade investigating hidden camera in firehouse bathroom. What I like about this is There's a lot uh, you like the incident this. reportedly occurred at Station 69, then located in Dural. That's what piqued my interest. <laughs> You're a child. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we really care about the rest of the story? No. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> Show's over. I mean, so hidden camera in firehouse bathroom. Like, <sighs> would you? Would you want? I wouldn't want to watch that. Well, listen. Like, I don't. I'm not here to kink shame. Okay. I have a feeling that there's kink shame. Yeah, kink shame. 
like people who are into stuff, that's cool. What are you looking for? Like, what are you looking for in a firehouse bathroom? <sighs> Listen, first other than other than like weird dudes looking to film chicks. Well, okay? I think that but is I mean, what. But com- coming with that is a lot of dudes taking dumps, <laughs> <laughs> among other things. You really want that? Uh, I think some Probably. people are into like that voyeuristic God, kind of vibe. Um, the camera was aimed at a shower. I mean, that's pretty much it. They found a camera. Do you ever look around the station? And, there was a time. There was a time at our department where I'd look around stations and be like, oh, is there cameras around here? Oh, um, I never think about cameras. I always think like when I'm working with certain people, I'm looking for them fucking with me. Like recording? No, no, no. no. Oh. Like they're going to prank me. Like every time I open up a thing, I'm doing it real slow. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. oh man, I'm about to get soaked. Never really worried about the camera thing. But also, I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to watch? You want to watch me? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't care. Yeah. Would you sue if? Yes. Give me that cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I'd actually be pissed off about yeah, it. Yeah, you're just like, oh, all right. Well, uh, that's payday, baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually, if I were going to set up a hidden camera, ready for this? I would do it at the kitchen table. That would be the best TV show ever. More of a camera or just just microphone? I, dude, I think we have some... The problem is, is that's happening too much. I don't like it. <clears throat> uh, this is like a... This is a, you know, not for serious. Like yeah. if you could have a closed circuit. <laughs> oh, yeah, just A closed it. circuit yeah. that just firefighters hey, fellas, can watch. shifts up now. <laughs> Let's see what they're talking about. <laughs> like I think... You talk to all these retired folks, and they're like, what do you miss the most? And they're like, oh, dude, hanging out at the table. Yeah. And if you had, like, a closed circuit. It's basically an audible group chat. Whew, that is dangerous. Everybody's going to jail. <laughs> that is dangerous. <laughs> Straight to jail. Jail? Jail time. Straight, Straight to, to jail. jail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's where I would do it. Or, like, in the cab, looking back. I think that is just... Some of the funniest moments of my life have been coming back from calls, you know? Yeah, you don't want to record any of that stuff. I, I mean, in a... But I know what you're saying. If, like, you it could have funny. it in your own private yeah. file. Do you want to... I have one more. Do you want to save it? No, let's do it. Okay. This is basically in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. They had a hiring of a 1,000 firefighters. At once? Yes. What happened? They scrapped it all to start to do laterals, lateral transfers. Instead of they volunteer, uh, this is for like the whole state. Oh, all right. And so my question on this one: What are you talking about? Is this like a statewide super bid? Yeah. So it's like a statewide, like how we had the Doctor Cog here. Yeah. And instead of doing that, instead of putting on like these academies for a thousand new brand new firefighters, they're going to start doing laterals. My question is: Do you think that that is a good move? You have to explain this to me a little bit more. What do you mean? There's so a... there's all these departments that are existing and have members. Well, yeah, they're already on. I'm saying for new hires. Where's the thousand come in? Because that's how many are needed across the state. Yeah. Okay. And so, so instead they... of doing brand new new hires, they scrapped the academy or academies and are going to start doing lateral transfers to save money. From anywhere. From anywhere. I mean, that's one thing about the fire server that's always been tough is, right, is, like, if you want to go work somewhere else, you can't. 
you know, you got to start all over. Yeah. That's become easier, I think, with laterals. Totally. Um, I don't think I have a problem with it. I mean, if you're looking to get in, then Rhode Island might not be the place. You have to go somewhere else, and you can lateral it. As a, as a lateral, uh, I do think there's a place for it. But also, like, bringing people up from, like, day one in your organization, I think that has a lot of value. Yeah. You know, like, teaching them this way, this is kind of how we do it, instead of trying. And it takes more time. It takes more money than a lateral who can just kind of come in and within a few months you're you're kind of good to go. All right, so let's use a sports analogy. I don't know about sports, Tom. Well, I mean, you're in college, right? And you're playing a sport. And I go to college online. Let's just say you go to junior college and you transfer to Division One or Division Two. Okay. So you're Division One, Division, you, you got to be a lateral, right? Yep. So you just got to put your time in somewhere else. And then... You know, it's all about the program, whatever you build. So you can still, I think, establish your culture. You just have laterals. That have to kind of adapt to that yeah. culture. Uh, you think that's harder to do in the fire service, though? Yeah, because, like, everything is – every skill, and there's so many ways to do things. It's all – everybody's, like everybody's got an opinion. If you go to Alabama to play football, like, <laughs> you're, you're doing it their way regardless. Yeah, right. But if you go to a fire department that has 30 stations – three shifts i mean it's kind of hard to like it's one of the nuances of the fire services you could have two you could have 10 different departments or whatever within a department within a department yeah but each battalion could be different on every shift you know which is kind of like a i I think that's a good thing good and bad right like if you are a certain type of person you can find your people um but the bad side is that if you want to hide you can do that too you know i don't know i just I think that uh, at least out here, like the laterals seems to be within the last like five, 10 years has been like the way to go. I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it benefits not to have anybody that's kind of come up through the process. You know, like I, I was <clears throat> a lateral at a, it depends on your process. Yeah. So if you run a good process then yeah, I, I think you can get the right people. If you have good interviews, you have, Good, you know, high expectations. You know, yeah. you run a good academy, whether it's like a shortened academy. I think it just all depends on the organization. You can get good laterals if you know you really design a program that picks the right ones and trains them the right way. Because I mean, there's benefit to yeah, you didn't grow up here, but if you've got a culture of we want to learn about everybody's different perspectives and we want to learn your way and you learn our way, then I think that can be a pretty good system. But we've I ta- never thought that the the system of like, you're here now, you're going to do it our way. That, that never works like as, as well as it can. Yeah. But like, is your way that great? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we've talked about how like recruitment when you go to college and stuff like that. Yeah. If you want to recruit laterals, I would go to small conferences and I would scout. I'd sit back. Like you mean, re- Oh, yeah, I would laterals in the fire service. Yeah, I would yeah. go I would go to classes and I would scout. I'd have everyone's name down. I'd be I'd have the gun thing timing them, right? <laughs> Isn't that what they do for the baseball? Yeah, Anyways. Oh man. Uh and I would just be like, "Hey, I want you to come play for us." It's called recruiting. But like targeting laterals. Yeah. I think that in conjunction with your idea of going to colleges for new hires 
that could be super team. Yep. 